How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. He's not going to be scary good. He's going to go 3,500 yards, but he ain't going to be... Is he a wow. Heisman candidate Brad over here? fading. Seth Hennigan, did you hear that? He's fading. Well, John, Jeff made it out to be like the damn guy's going to be a Heisman candidate. Look, he, he Jeff, I, again, I go back to it. We're when, talking about Seth Hennigan, by he, the way. When he writes these columns, all right. When he writes these types of like, mm-hmm. like uh, Babe Ruth point out, pointing out to the sky on Memphis QBs, his track record is pretty damn good, man. The player glows up. Is this where you get your hyperbole from, Jeff Hawkins? You think Jeff Hawkins is a hyperbole man? No, the headline was. I, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> you're just trying to get people to read it, man. I guess, like, I don't know. Scary good is like, I don't know how, what that. Yeah, what's scary good mean? Like. I don't know if forty even a is is forty three hundred yards scary good probably. I guess the connection that Jeff made was the uh, he was it, because it was analogous to him saying he was afraid he was His scared. Year, right, it's more uh, of a play on words. Yeah, right, 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 so right, right, I, I'm mis- right. I, I'm kind of misleading the audience here on the that's column. Right, that's right. It, it wasn't that he was going to be scary good in terms of a million but, yards. But, but he might, he might you know he could he could be really good. I mean, I'm I, misleading here. I am not going to like rule that out for him here on the show today. Heisman candidate, maybe they should just put that Seth out there. Hennigan. You know what they should. Do like UCF fire. did national championship. They should like have a branding campaign around him for the Heisman. I think well they could, you know. I and, would start that if I'm Memphis. And put it on a bottle. Put it out there. Put, put it that on into like the a, ether. Send like a bottle. Like mm-hmm. a you know, I don't know, you can't do Hennessy. You know. Ooh, I like Hennessy. Hennessy anything is possible is fine. You can't because it's you know, alcohol and kids, but I would sir, I would, you know, do something like that. It's controversial. I like it. But it Hennessey. gets the people going. Gets the people going. All right, Seth Hendricks is going to join us at 125. We'll talk to him about what he's got coming up with his new prep school. Like, who's going to go there, man? Like, does he have, like, commits yet? Do you know? They got dudes. They got dudes already? Yeah. Like, names we know? Uh, I don't have the names right now, but I've I've actually seen them and uh, already actually preparing for the season. So he's got bodies again. Yeah. Jake's uh, going there. there he is. <laughs> I'm kidding. Jake's going to go to Day Academy. <laughs> no, again, I, I'm interested to see just how far along they are. And, again, I, if the plan is to – Try to make this thing, you know, as prestigious as some of these national powerhouses so you don't necessarily have to have the Memphis talent leaving for prep schools. We'll see if that's the plan. Sounds like it's interesting. Yeah, we'll talk to Seth about that at 125. Don't miss it. Jason and John, 99 FM, ESPN. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys. And visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You ever get that itch, man? You're like, man, time to get a new car. You know, you know that itch. You know, it's like that, it's, it's kind of like that seven-year itch. Except it might not take you seven years to get there on a car, right? Well, if you get that itch, you need to go see our friends at Homer Skelton Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Millington. Our man Shaq's there waiting on you. He is the best. One of the nicest guys ever. Uh, really funny guy. Here to help you. Here to help you make a deal uh, and find the car of your dreams. One you're going to love driving. One you're going to love to have. Get down there. Go see our man Shaq. Yeah, for me, it wasn't so much of an itch as it was like appendicitis. My car broke down, so I had to do something about it. I had to get to the hospital quick. It's a good thing I went out and saw our man Shaq. He had the deal for me. My case was a Jeep Grand Cherokee 2020. Thank you very much. Had low mileage, and I got the warranty I wanted, and that's the point. Shaq's going to take care of you, whatever your uh, your wants and desires are. He's got a bunch of options for you. Got a full lot out there, and if it's not on the lot, he's going to go out there and get it for you. I'm telling you. You can check out the selection at homerskeltoncdj.com, or why not just make the drive? Hey, it's a Friday. It's the weekend. Go get yourself a new car. Make this the summer. 7661 U.S. Highway 51 North in Millington is where they are located, and I promise you they're going to make it feel like family for you. They did for me about two months ago now. Go see for yourself. I just a bunch of normal guys in the car biz changing lives four tires at a time. Your Super Bowl pick um, is dealing with a very – uh, I, I think potential challenging, potentially challenging issue I, right now. I know of what you speak, and Matt I'm, I'm Stafford, concerned about it. Matt Stafford, uh, according to Sean McVay, is having elbow pain that he says is abnormal. Hasn't thrown in a while, looks like. Has not thrown in a while. Said that the Rams athletic training staff and Matt Stafford tried some things in the offseason with the goal of alleviating some of that pain and that they're going into camp with a modified approach and a progressive build. Look, that is not... No. I'll tell you what, he didn't throw during the spring. He did do seven-on-seven seven drills yeah. uh, yesterday, but, again, it's limited throwing. They've, got, they've even still got him on a, on a pitch count. Right. I mean, look, Matt Stafford is 34 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, He played through injury last year. Yeah, and I guess at that it age. Might just, it might just be him the rest of his career, quite frankly, is and, what it sounds like. You know, you're 45. You, you, you're doing some version of that every day. What's that? You know, playing Feeling through so- injuries. Not really. I'm no? In, I'm in great shape. Really? Yeah, not for not hurting at all. Do you like when did you when did you feel like oh, damn I'm old? Did you ever feel that? No, not yet. You still have not. I'm kidding. I I feel old when my my son slaps me on my pot belly. <laughs> He's made a habit of that. And, and what I realize is I used to do that to my dad too. I used to make fun of his stomach and I would slap him on it. And now my son drives me crazy. Never having seen me do it to my dad. He's he's doing it. It's in the genes. He's doing it to me. It's embarrassing. Number one, especially when he does it in public. When he does it in public, I want to choke him. And well, I tell don't him, do that. I tell him exactly what you just said, what Penny says all the time. Don't do that. So right. I tell him that. Don't do that. But then when we get back home, he wants to make it a game again. So you, you ask me, when do I feel old That's physically? When. It's when my son makes fun of me. When you guys, don't do that. When you guys are out and about. Yeah. And he's like, he's, you know. Usually I wouldn't care, but right. as he gets older, the the words and the actions well, become a little bit more cutting. You know what I'm well, saying? He, like know, I'm, he knows he's he a, kinda he's knows very aware. Get, he kind of knows how to get to me now. Yeah. And all it is it's is a, just it's getting a, older. It's, a, it's an intentional. And I know, when Brad, when that happens to you and your son uh, tries to test you or call you out, you nip that in the bud, don't you? I try to. Yeah. See, I, I feel like Brad runs a very disciplined home. And that if you cross him, it's trouble. I think it's I think it's <laughs> relatively disciplined. You you might I say I know it is. Uh, that probably I, wouldn't surprise I either. I know one it of is. You. Yeah, I know it is. I, I'm trying to get some of that in my home. 
See, again, I got a kid that slaps slaps my stomach even when I don't want him to. So I need some of that control. Well, he needs to he needs to get his act together. You know, we're not having that. Well, he will the way with the way you curse around him and straighten him up every day. We're, I'm sure we'll have that act around him straightened up pretty soon. Well, here's the thing, though, dude. Back to Stafford. No, well, here's the thing. I want to. I want. I do. I want to. Please put pa- a bow on this. Pass CJ this part. along, and then we can move on. Or All right, Bubba. We can. Uh, we can. We can expound on it. He's like Mike Leach because he is. Yes, because he is. He's like Mike Leach you, today, Junior. He's every. I, we can't keep you in one place. Might get an eleven-minute answer on something. Don't necessarily know where we're headed to, or if it's going to be a good answer. But it's we're, he's going to take us through. It's All like right, the, Bubba. It's like the scenic route. Uh, Trister, fun. Trister Crick. Yeah, the Crickster. I'm your not, friend. I'm not sure who needs to hear this, but there is nothing inherently wrong or dangerous about cussing. This was 21 hours ago. You needed to hear that. I you love needed, that. You needed to hear that. Well, she's from Boston. Of course she says that. Is she for, so she's, there, from, she's from the Northeast. Anybody in the Northeast will say that. John? She's from Portland. She's from oh, Portland, I thought, well, She lived up in the Northeast. She has a Boston mentality, though. If you talk to her long enough. She, she did fe- work at Barstool. Yeah, she feels minute. like Boston. Like, she's got that Northeast mentality. So yeah. all the folks up there, I don't mean to paint with a broad brush, but I am, they got that mentality. Nothing wrong, bro. Nothing wrong with, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, cussing. So yeah. bring CJ in here. We'll start cussing all together. I think I curse too much. I have a problem. I, I really do. I, I, I've actually gotten worse as my child gets older. I, I just think when it's part of your greeting to an eight-year-old, it's, you know, it's another thing you're cursing. What did I say? Hey, did get, you greet the eight-year-old the damn ball. What did I say? Oh, jeez. What did I say? Uh, when you saw him walking around the corner, you're like, oh, yeah, here, you know, you said the word. You said it. What did I say? <laughs> oh, no. Did you did say Did I not word? just indicate part of what you said? You like did, that was the start D-A-M-N. of it. No, yeah. you said the ish. You said oh, the he ish? said the ish. Yeah, he word. said all oh. ish. And I said ish. Yes. I'm sorry, CJ. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Faith. I'm very sorry. Did, all, I was probably cursing okay. in the hall, too. I need to be more mindful. My, my point is he's hurt worse. Yes. But again, I'm my, sorry. You're, you're loosey-goosey, as Josh would say, all yeah. day today. We tend to be that around the radio ranch, though, unfortunately. Especially on Fridays. Yeah, it gets a little loose around here. Yeah. I'm guilty. I'm sorry, too. I would apologize as well. I just get the feeling I'm sorry, Jason. I get the feeling from both of y'all. Yeah. You got lost in your teams last night. You, Boy, I did. You got lost in partying about the Raiders. Let's right? go there. Turned into a great night. And you, my friend, got lost in a doubleheader victory over the Chicago Cubs. It was you? so special. Because I saw you tweeting. You said, this feels so good to be a Cardinals fan right now. And then John's having the time of his life late last night, obviously, after a Raiders win. So, but, uh, listen, this is how we know sports is back because you two guys let go last night with your teams. You let go and let sports. I tried to flip back to the NFL game after the Cardinals beat the hell out of the Cubs, Bro, part I, of the I HELL. Said anything. We were up early and we blew it. But now the first place Cardinals, so I moved on to the NFL game. I got to say, first the storm thing delayed it for a while, so it started oh, yeah, late. Five minutes or whatever. Yeah, right? that yeah. wasn't helpful, you know, because you're already in a, in a it's a, it's an exhibition game in Canton. It's not a vibe crowd, you know, you're out that outdoor arena they got. this. The, the field is not that great. But I, I, by that time, Jacobs wasn't in the game. The first play of the game, though, they were airing it out. They were doing crazy stuff. I couldn't believe it. I mean, it looks like McDaniels is trying to use this preseason to kind of show. It looks like he's going to take it seriously the preseason. Well, he probably needs to. I mean, it's his first, you know, it's his first. Uh, he's on the hot seat immediately, isn't he? Kind of, like, uh, as soon as he starts. Well, I think every NFL coach is on some level, right? I mean, you you don't get, you know, 10 years to turn it around. It's a professional league. So, yes, his, his job is definitely. I think he's going to work is what I, I know it's one preseason game. But if I had to draw any conclusion, I could see because there's some slaw teams now, like the Jags. Like I just don't know. I have no clue yet. I, I mean, I, I'm hopeful, but I don't. There was nothing I saw last night that made me feel one way or the other because it's just it's it's useless now. In terms of the initial story here with Stafford, if Thank this you. is a, if this is a lingering thing, right? Then you're you're not you're not repeating. I'm sorry, Jason. You're just going to have to understand that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and I know that's a difficult thing. Um, it could be Tom Brady's year. You know, it could just that could be what we were lining up for because well, the NFC is pretty shallow. You know. The problem for, to your point on the Rams and Stafford, and it is concerning, especially if you've got the Rams picked uh, to, to, to even come close to what they did last year. Uh, they're comparing it to what a pitcher goes through in terms of that elbow uh, pain that he's feeling that, ab, you know, McVay's calling it abnormal. Well, what, what do you have to do with pitchers? You're going to have to shut them down. And again, they had hoped that shutting Stafford down in the spring would get him to a point this preseason where he's not feeling it. But the fact that he still is. Yep. 
that that's an issue. And again, how can you shut down now when you're about to start preseason and before you know it, we'll be here in the regular season. So that's the concerning part is that you already did sort of the shutdown that you do with a pitcher, right? And it's still hurting. They don't really seem to know what the nature of it is in terms of the actual root cause. That's scary. And again, you're not going to win another Super Bowl or you know represent the NFC even in the Super Bowl if Matt Stafford isn't you know at least somewhat healthy. He is a guy though that has shown throughout his career he will play through pain and usually play well, and he did it last year for him. Uh, just at a time, though, where you were hoping Matthew Stafford can get a little bit more comfortable, right? Second year in McVay's offense, you're feeling a little bit more comfortable now. You threw 20-something picks last year. Yep. Uh, still seems like he's going to be battling some things going in. So, again, uh, I, I know this is probably music to the ears of Tom Brady and maybe even a Dak Prescott, maybe even the Aaron Rodgers because – any anything wrong with Stafford can obviously affect He's, the Rams' chances. Remember, they were going to Super Bowls before yeah. Stafford, but they weren't winning them yep. until they got him. Yep. He's gonna be fine. Prescott went through this last year. Prescott had the same thing. It was like they had a pitch count on Prescott last year. So I mean, that's they'll just hold him out, and he'll just they'll shoot him up, and they'll figure it out. I mean, they'll use all these top end ortho people. You know, I I was surprised he put that out there. Like, why the hell did Sean McVay put that out there like that? Because oh, it must be real. I mean, that's kind of why. Well, and because he, he wasn't throwing in the spring, and so everybody's asking, okay, what's wrong with Stafford? So you you're having to ask answer the question at yeah. some point. You can't just you have, keep well, it. it's serious. Clearly, oh. you know that's scary the way he said it. I I was just surprised he said it like that. Yeah, like, wouldn't he be all right? I mean, just shoot him up and, and go run. I mean, yeah. He, I mean, look, he's not he's not going to retire. So I mean, that's that's the other piece of it. Like he's just going to probably be like most most guys in the NFL. I assume. Are probably dealing with you know things like that, you know. Who's their backup? I don't think it's anybody that we would know. I mean, it's not. It's not like they have. I mean, I don't, is it like Blake Bortles or something? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that it's him or not, but they may know whoever that is. It may, John Walford. It may be, yeah, John it may Walford. Be more important. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. They might want to strengthen that at some point. But it's his third season with the. Yeah. Again, Rams Stafford. Hurting, he's played hurt before. We'll see if he can do it again because it looks like he's going to have to. Yeah. Um, so that's the uh, that's the update there out of uh, out of the Super Bowl champs camp. Uh, Stafford got an elbow deal, and you know, look, the, he was brilliant for them last year. He really was. I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers won MVP. Matt Stafford got a damn good case. I know they have. A, I know they had. They they went out. And they got Von Miller, and they got Aaron Donald. I know that. And that's a big reason why they were able to win the Super Bowl too. You know, Aaron Donald started going brazy in the second half of that game. But Matt Stafford was was nothing short of brilliant last season, and they're going to need him to do it again to be right back. I mean, that's just true. I gave him too many interceptions. He had seventeen last year. Still too many. Yeah. And you expect it to come down this year. But man, forty-one tutties though. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Second in the NFL. Not forty-eight hundred yards, dude. He was. Yeah. He was spectacular last year. Yeah. Uh, With a real team around him. For exactly a right. That's the thing. Is like, you give him a real team. He goes twelve and five. And wins the Super Bowl. It, it, immediately, immediately wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, gets we, out of Detroit. One of the few things that I brought you along on that this guy's no, one, one of the better. No, I, I I was blinded by the lack of competence. It's, and it's understandable. By the Detroit Lions. was terrible. Yeah, you know? yeah. But again, a lot of times you take you take a good player out of a bad situation, and the good's going to still show, and it has for yeah. Matthew Stafford. That's right. And eventually, like Justin Fields is going to have the same experience. You know what I mean? That would be unfortunate. But you know it. For me. You know it. If that happens. That's your only hope. Nah, it's, it'd be more like and a David. Po- and polls. Like I said, like a David Carr situation. And, po- and polls. He doesn't play for anybody else because he takes so much of a beating playing for us. Nah, the be- you know what success looks like for you? This is the truth. That you guys uh, that, that you guys lose pretty much every game you play. Us and the Jets. But it, somehow within that framework, Justin Fields looks amazing. And he sprains his ankle in week thirteen and doesn't play for the rest of the year. That's the, that's that's what success looks like for you guys. It's like thirteen games where you're very convinced that Justin Fields is the guy. Mm-hmm. You guys lose sure. and get the pick, and then he doesn't get hurt, and you you know like seriously, and you rest him for like the last four or five games of the season. And then come on down, Will Anderson. Is that the is that edge rusher for the Alabama Crimson Tide? Is that who you're targeting? Yeah, him or the receiver out of Ohio State. I think most mocks have us number yeah. two in picking the receiver. Did you guys ever? Did you guys ever uh, consider like we we'll probably need to trade back to be honest with you because we need bodies on could. the field. Go ahead. I was gonna say, did you have you guys ever like in the like since you need an edge rusher? Had you guys ever considered for trading for Khalil Mack? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did it one time. It actually made us good there for a while. It made us relevant again. Like he would have been a good, a good defense. He would have been a good piece to have. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? On that defense? Right. How many playoff appearances we get out of him? Uh, a couple. Well, okay, a couple? Okay. That's yeah. better than I thought. I'm only one. So a couple is more than one. Again, what you got from it? Josh Jacobs. Yeah. I mean, he's, you saw him last night. That's what you got out of that trade. What's he done? There was one other one, I think. There was one other. Uh, Abram. Jonathan Abram, the safety, who's like whatever, mediocre. Exactly. Thanks, Mississippi State. Appreciate that. Hey, careful. He was a little overhyped. Yeah, he's not that good. Well, you know Raiders love overhyped. That's right. They Boy, jump, they're good at jump it. Jump on it. That's right. That's an old regime, though. Bro, but that that's was, what they say. You know, that also right. was your homies who were drafting at that point. Oh, yeah, who, no. You we, know. We, 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 well, didn't y'all have one reach this year? Didn't huh? y'all have one reach this year? Under, so. new, under new management? No, it, well, maybe the running back. The RB. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, you know, Parham, no, you're right. The you're offensive lineman one was last yeah. year. It was mostly a, yeah, the whole Leatherwood, yeah. yeah. There wasn't, it wasn't necessarily this I that type of reach this year. Yeah. You're right. I mean, it was a Gruden pick. Parham got like, – that was great value. You have to think. Parham that. looks like a great pick in the third round. Mm-hmm. Great yep. pick. I'm jealous, quite frankly, with our offensive line woes. That you're damn right. Parham. You should be. Yeah. You should would be. Would have loved to see them in the Chicago Bears. All right. We're going to come back. Said Henderson's going to join us on the other side. He's got some things cooking. Got uh, Day Academy. He's oh, It's already open or it is opening? Uh, opening, I believe. Now, they, they've already been in existence, but I think they're trying to take it to the next level now. Interesting. Mm-hmm. To try again, I believe. to become What does that look like, the well, next it's level? A, it's a great question for, for Cedric Henderson. Is it not? Don't forget, too, he's got a son now at Arizona. Yeah. Uh, likely going to be on a, what, a top 25, top 15 Arizona team? Top 10. It'll be top 20. It's top 20. Yeah. Top 25. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his son's out there playing for Arizona this year, so plenty to ask Cedric Henderson Jr. about when we get back. Love it. We'll do it when we come back. Jason and John, 92.9 FM, ESPN. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Y'all know the name Cedric Henderson. That should ring a few bells. Tiger, great. Was drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers some years ago. Now, I'm not going to tell you how old he is because I'm telling you right now I can still dunk on you. And my understanding is now he's going to be head coach over at Memphis Day Academy, new prep school, or maybe not so new. We'll get the word from Cedric Henderson. He joins us now. Coach, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me today. How you guys doing over there? Doing well. So we got you in the spot. John's already asked me questions if you got players over there. You know John wants to know. He was thinking about doing his own prep school, Seth. Yes. Oh, man. We can we can, we can combine. You know, I can teach him how to grab some players. Right, right. Tell, tell him. him to do some things. Exactly. You know, we got to take it slow. It's a process. Tell that man. He don't want that smoke trying to compete against you. I, I, I Our prep school, uh, well, in my, we, we can talk about com- combining later, but you know, my idea would be to pay the players. So that's how I'm going to compete. You know, I'm just paying players Ooh. out here. Said, What do you think about that? I mean, that's going to separate me very quickly. <laughs> it, it might will. It might will. But I don't know. It's a new day, man. You know, if you, if you watch the latest things, my friend uh, – Y'all probably remember his name, Randy Livingston, sent me an article yep. and saying they were to start paying high school uh, players in IL deal. So, hey, it might trend up this way. So I might have to jump in that bandwagon myself. So how would you get hooked up with it, Sid? And, and at what part of the process is Memphis Day Academy, and what are the plans, Sid? What's the vision? Well, Memphis Day has been around for a while. In fact, so. uh, Dr. Dr. Uh, Anthony Canada is the guy who started the Memphis Day uh, prep program. Uh, a couple of years ago, and they produced some players. In fact, he was even one of the founders of Tennessee Prep, and then he kind of branched off to his own. Okay. Um, and then he approached me um, and said, hey, what you think about helping my program? And I said, sure. Um, it's a good position because, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a spot where kids are getting kind of uh, a second chance at getting a scholarship to play Division One, Two, or maybe Juco basketball, who probably didn't have the greatest – uh, outlook because you know the trend now in sports is I want to be older, and with that COVID year still kind of jamming things up in that waterfall in that in that hole, and then you have the transfer portal who's probably not averaging twenty five hundred kids, uh, and these teams you know recruit older guys and those high school players are kind of getting left out. If you think about it, last one was it twenty twenty probably mm-hmm. those kids who didn't play a whole year of basketball, you know 
they 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 had a jam right there. So it's a second opportunity to get seen and and help help those guys pursue their opportunities to get better in education as far as you know college goes, and maybe they can get a better chance to play uh, on a higher level basketball. What kind of schedule said? What, who who will you play? Who do you play? Will, you said they've been around. Um, uh, they play a lot of people on the prep school level, and then they play a lot of JV teams that are uh, Division two. Uh, schools and they play some JUCOs, uh, so the the competition is very college oriented based. Uh, it's kind of like um, um, a step above uh, what the grind session is in in a sense. You know, you know about the grind session, so they have a prep school and then they have a I mean not prep school but a high school and then a prep school level too. So you'll get to play against those guys. So I'll be, even be able to play against teams like Martyr Day and Family Prep who have those post grad IMGs and all those type of schools. Um, you know, yeah, like, to that point, right? I, I don't. Are, are you trying to, you know, become? I, I know IMG and those schools are set up in a different way, but are you trying to be, sort of become that from a Memphis standpoint? Because, like, let's just take for example, like Curtis Givens, Arshon King, right? Those are two guys that are mm-hmm. going to prep schools elsewhere. Are, are are you sort of? Would you be trying to like get those kinds of kids? Like, I'm just trying to I'm trying to figure out sort of like what the aspirations and the ambitions would be. Well, that that'll be the ideal thing. Is like you see these kids are leaving high school and going to prep school. So why do they have to leave the city of Memphis? Why we can't do it here and do the same programs that are all over the place and and build uh, kind of a, a great replica program here in Memphis? I think that's the goal of Dr. Canada. Uh, that he had and the vision that he had. He's been, he's been doing it since David Bob, David Bob back in the Tennessee prep days. Uh, so it's, that is yep. the goal is try to bring our turn, bring our talent and keep it here in Memphis and then groom it here and, and then have that same level of competition to go compete against all these other prep schools that are out there. What's your general view of how much high school basketball has changed since you played it, Seth, since you were playing those over the East before you headed over? How much different is it? Or, or is the is it, okay, different names, different faces, but in the end the game's still the same? Uh, okay, I would say this. The game has changed as far as, you know, high school when I played, you know, you, you, you didn't have to pay fees, you didn't have to do anything. If you're good, you made the team, yeah. you know, all that stuff right there. So, that that's a change in that, and then as far as now, as far as how these kids are approaching it because of social media and everything else, and prep schools have given these kids another avenue to take than going to school because you know a lot of guys want to chase basketball. As far as that goes, it's like I want to play against the best competition. They know even with overtime elite, look what they're doing with the game of high school basketball. So they're recruiting these kids and bringing them out and plugging them away from the high school. Uh, game, even with travel ball, you know AAU has you know done a lot of that too. So it's a it's a different format where I didn't have to go through those channels uh, when I was coming out of high school. You know, I just went played my high school basketball, and then AAU back then was sub state state nationals. That was it. <clears throat> now these kids are playing almost a small small thirty two game schedule in yep. the summertime, where it was one hundred eighty days. Uh, when and and and. The competitions and the, and the and the sponsorships are all different. You got the Nike brand, you got the Adidas circuit, Under Armour circuit. So you got all these shoe brands who who's making this market for these guys to be seen. And these college coaches are going there because that's where it's been dominated at. We're talking to Seth Henderson here on the show. Obviously, uh, Memphis Day Academy, hoping to be uh, you know a mover and shaker here uh, in the in the city of Memphis and nationally too with uh, with the basketball team. What do you make of just the off season, you know, here locally for Penny Hardaway? He did it differently. Um, he, he went out and he got experienced guys, sort of really shied away from the high school ranks and decided, you know what, I'm going to get old and I'm going to try to get the, you know, the best, most experienced guys we have. What do you just – it wasn't a flashy off season. We're sort of used to those around here, but it, it, it seems effective. What did you make of just the off season that Penny had? Well, I think he, he learned. You know, this is something he's learning uh, and he's noticing – the Kansas, the um, the North Carolina, these guys in Michigan, they're pulling guys from. It's like a G League for them playing, like a you know maybe you play a kid who's coming from you know the Big South. I mean, I can use my son for example. You know, we put his put his name in the transfer portal, yeah. and guys are looking for those experienced guys to be able to win uh, immediately and and have that offense. So now, you know, you you still have those five star guys that people will go after, but. Let's be let's 
let's be honest, experience with what's winning national championships. You know, you don't have young teams. Look at Remy Martin at Kansas. I mean, he played a whole, what, four years somewhere else and then went to Kansas and won a national championship. So yep. the experience is what they're looking for. And I think Penny is looking for that, Some a guy who's been battle-tested, uh, you know, who, who's been able to play on those big floors and big scenes and trying to put the best fit can, can better because at the end of the day, youth and the inexperience can get beat sometimes because they don't know. Uh, certain things about the college game, you know, even though they got the great talent, but they just don't know about the the the, the grind of it, the the dedication, the discipline of it, and you know, a lot of guys are, are when they come in, they have different ideas. So when you get an experienced guy who understands what it's about, it makes it a little bit easier for the coach to to get that team to buy into what they want to buy in quicker. So for all those reasons you just laid out, and then because we, we've seen him, we saw him uh, play well against Memphis when it was with SMU, you know, how much of a difference you think, said uh, does Kendrick Davis and having him in the fold, him running the team, make for them, you think? Uh, I think Kendrick Davis is going to bring a lot of good experience. It's going to give him a pure score, a guy who he, he, we know yeah. that he's going to be able to go to. And Rihanna, you know, sometimes, you know, when we watch those teams, I mean, don't get me wrong, Jalen was great. Uh, um, Precious was great. Those guys was great. But we didn't know in that 58-58 game where that ball was going to go. Mm-hmm. We didn't know where that shot was going to come from. But with Kendrick Davis, you know, hey, we can use him in so many different ways because he's a proven player. He has the correct credentials behind him. And he's been been known to make big shots. So I can use him as a decoy. I can use him as the guy to take the shot. I can use him in so many different ways. That's a different option, especially when you come out that timeout. So that experience in itself should bring Memphis to another level knowing that they have an experienced guy, a proven guy. Uh, well, let's, let's put it this way, a proven shot maker, yep. not a taker, uh, at the end of the day that they have in their arsenal now where, <clears throat> you know, with those freshmen, it's, it's unknown. So with that guy, I think that gives them more experience, and uh, I think he'll do well here in Memphis. I got to ask you, said I was arguing with somebody yesterday, and you could because you just spoke to it. You've said you've seen Penny grow. You think he's growing. And, and, heck, I even think going out and getting Kendrick Davis in many ways is evidence of that. But I was arguing with a guy yesterday who was, who was giving me the whole, well, now that he's got A-Lo back, it's, man, he's going to give it back to A-Lo at some point. He's going to have all this confusion. But back to the point, his point was that he, he doesn't think Penny's growing, that Penny is what he is. My, you, you mentioned it right there. You've seen growth. How, you said you've coached. How have you seen growth in Penny? Where specifically um, have you seen that growth? Well, Coming in from his first couple of years, he wanted to play a certain pace and certain style, you know, kind of bring that, you know, up and down, fast, fast pace. Yes. Uh, I, and I think last year I really saw a different change in him when he kind of said, hey, I got to get better at execution and return the ball over to more too much. Even though we create 20 turnovers, we're turning over 20 times, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he's like, all right, we got to find a balance in between that. Then I think this year I think he's realizing, you know, I need to find me a solid eight guys that I can depend on. You know, uh, his trend was, you know, platoon substitution. I think he's realizing, hey, I need to play guys, you know, who's going to play consistently. I mean, if you look at the bigger teams, uh, the Kansas and North Carolina, they they stick with their eight guys, and that's it. And then, to be honest, by tournament time, they probably go to six or seven. And that's it. Yep. Uh, so now those guys will be in better shape. They'll be they'll be battle tested a little bit more, and they, and they'll have a better experience. And I think that's something he's probably taking into hand. I heard him even say it a couple times in his interviews this year that his rotation is not going to be as deep as it was was. So that aspect has grown. And then offensively, I think he's realizing you know he has to do more continuity things. Um, you know, people look at basketball and guys just run up and down the floor, but it has to be continuity. You have to be you know, have a system in place to see it grow. And I think it's finally getting his identity. You know, yeah. uh, he had a great identity on the defensive end, which was fantastic. You yep. know, he was always ranking the top. But then he, we looked at offensively say, hey, i got to get better at these things. And now I think he's going to find that medium where he has balance. And I think that's going to help him this year. I think that's going to be the biggest growth. And then just managing. Uh, I think the way he managed his team. I think that's going to be another part of the growth uh, that I've seen him get better at. Talking to Seth Henderson, former Tiger, here on the show, um, and then and then for you, it was a, it was a busy summer, right? Because uh, you know, Junior is <laughs> headed to Arizona. How about that? Like we're, we're talking about a kid, you know, and Kendrick Davis and, and and Remy Martin, who spends you know three four years at a school they win a national championship. Like I, I'm not saying I'm just saying 
you know, that might be in the cards for, for, for your own there. <laughs> yeah, um, it was a great experience. I was just happy for him because he was nervous about putting his name in a transfer portal because it's an unknown uh, field that he's never been experienced. But uh, I knew what he was. I knew his numbers. I knew what kind of player he was, and I knew the growth he's had. You know, one thing I got to give him, he's passionate about the game of basketball, and he's passionate about his craft, and he works his butts off of it. So going into the process, uh, the biggest thing was just finding someone who's going to help him grow as a basketball player and put him on a bigger stage uh, and, and so people can see uh, what he's able to do. Uh, it was it was it was a great experience. I mean, we visit more schools than we know <laughs> and talk to more coaches than we know. But uh, <laughs> but it was it was a good experience. And Coach Lloyd at Arizona just you know he hit it on the head for us, and uh, and it, and it was a perfect fit for him because you know Seth is a wing guy. You know he he wants to show people he can play the wing and he can play with guys. Uh, that are good. He's a great – now, one thing about him, uh, he knows about team concepts and team basketball, so that's what he – Coach Lewis preaches about, and he can fit and be a star in his role. Uh, and that's what I felt like Arizona did for him and made him feel comfortable, knowing that he can be a star in the things that they want him to do. And and we just fell in love with Arizona. So, you know, it's kind of funny because that's a, awesome. that's a huge jump, right, Campbell to Arizona. <laughs> You know, like you yeah. just you don't see guys make jumps like that uh, that often. So, is it a deal where I mean, just sort of stepping back and looking at it objectively, like you know, some coaches just missed on said at, in high school, or is it a deal where he went to Campbell and like really got better, you know, and, and became you know a, a power five Arizona caliber of player? Which, which which do you think the truth is closer to? Um. I think the truth is a little bit of both. I, I can't say either because, you know, the guy was such a, you know a solid ball player coming out of high school. He was. It was. He just he just didn't get the the attention because yeah. you know he plays a different game. You know, it's not flashy. It's not. A, it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't want to see him all over the place. I mean, but at the end of the day, he was always solid. He shot a high percentage from the field. Shot it from the great from three point line. And he was always a good free throw shooter. And he always, wherever he went, he won. He made teams better. And so, like, every, everywhere you play, you know, I can't, I got to get this kid on the floor because he's a valuable piece. And it's just not about offense either. It's just about, you know, knowing that he knows how to, you know, make the right plays, uh, set the right screen, or play the right defense, you know, rotate on this. And his IQ, I think, became way more attractive when you really break his game down. And then as he went to Campbell, you know, to take a school like that uh, and then end up in a championship game against a Winthrop, who's been traditionally winning the Big South for years, yeah. was impressive, you know, uh, where people didn't think nothing of Campbell. So he's he's done his – and it grew. And, and like I tell people all the time, everybody's path is different. So it might have took a little while for him to get seen and get noticed, but the coaches who started noticing were like, okay – this is the kid I need. I need a guy who who can help fill these voids that I miss. You know, being vocal on the defensive end, being a leader on and off the floor, uh, and just being an all around great guy. So I think his development really helped. And then I told him, I said, it's been good for him because it always kept him hungry, and it always kept him to a point where he wants to show people he can play the game of basketball. Uh, and I think that helped. I think that has helped him the uh, the whole way through. So I'm hopefully. This year he goes out there and keep that same thirst and, and go out there and show people he can play at, on a power five level because people didn't were shocked that he was getting recruited at that level. But I really wasn't because, you know, it's hard to find six, seven guys, you know, who can play and score at all three levels and then defend one through four. That's the new game. If you look at the basketball world, you know, those guys are hard to find. So I knew his value and he knew it. And um, so we – put our names out there, and, and I felt like his development as a player and his approach to the game was even better because he teased me all the time. He said, hey, I'm making this contract this summer. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I'm making this contract this summer to start again, say I'm going to be better next year. How about that? And, uh, yeah. and that's that's when I knew he was serious about what he was doing. As father's got to make you proud. I have no doubt. Junior's oh, gonna, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got no doubt Junior's going to prove it to him again. I got, I, I, I'll be honest with you, when they gave Tommy Lloyd the job, here I was, and I was crying. I was, man, you should have gave it to Damon Stoudemire. My goodness, look what he did in Pacific. And, and here, but, but, but it is obvious. You go to the Sweet 16 last year, 
they got an absolute gem in, in Tommy Lloyd. I'm sure y'all have had conversations about how he's going to use Sid, but they got a stud in Tommy, don't they? Oh, yes, sir. Oh, man. You're talking he about a, a, a basketball junkie. Yep. I mean, me and him can sit on the phone for three hours and just talk basketball and, and won't think nothing of it. But uh, he's kind of uh, a guy that I would love to play for. You know, if, even I, if I was coming out, I'd be like, hey, I want to play for this guy because he, he's in the gym, he studies, he's always trying to get better. And he's humble enough to know that he doesn't know it all. And sometimes you get coaches who say, hey, this work, this work. I'm not going to change. But the game changes. I mean, you know, that's what Greg Popovich had to do with San Antonio. I mean, he had to change with times. And if you're not willing to be humble enough to change and get better, I mean, hey, you know, that's it. You know, that's the game. But Lloyd is, is fantastic at what he does. And, and he's a guru uh, as far as developing guys. I mean, you look at what he did at Gonzaga for those years. You know, a lot of those players, yeah, were him. you know, come and, yeah, yeah, we're him. He came, they, in fact, no in the summertime, they came back and worked out with him, and they didn't go back to Gonzaga. They followed him. So that relationship let me know that this guy is a good relationship guy. He's, he's more about basketball. It's more than just basketball to him. He wants to have that relationship 10, 20 years from now and, you know, get invited to that wedding or something like that uh, with the player. So he has a great relationship with his players and, and, and what he knows about the game is fantastic. And one thing I give Arizona, they have a great, great um, camaraderie with their players. I mean, like, we talk to players that they haven't even, don't even go to Arizona. No, they came through Arizona. But we talk to guys uh, on the phone that say they get to talk to who are now doing other things. But they all, hey, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. So that really felt good when they embraced it like that. So it's just a different, different culture. Y'all deserve it, too. Great stuff, yep. as always, man. Appreciate the Love time. Love talking basketball with you, Coach. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. Yep. He is at Henderson again. Uh, Going to be out there at Memphis Day Academy trying to maybe uh, you know create a bit of a destination here in Memphis. Uh, last since 2015 between Tennessee Prep and Memphis Day, which Cedric Henderson is now going to head uh, in terms of the coach and the basketball team, They've done 24 graduate, eight pros, two national championships. So that's Dr. Go. Canada. He knows what he's doing yeah, on these prep sure. schools. And hopefully this one's going to be around for quite a while, be a power. Yeah. Uh, hey, it is moving season. So if you're moving, you're on the move, you need to call my friends at Black Tie Moving because they'll do it, and they'll do it well, and they'll do it affordably, and they'll make your move so easy. I know because I did it twice. I used Black Tie two different times. And, uh, look, I, I will never regret that. It was the easiest decision I could have ever made. And I'll do it again. I'll do it again if I'm ever on the move. 316-6196 is the number. 316-6196. They can handle it all, right? They can move the heavy stuff. They can move the art. They can move the appliances. There is nothing that they can't move uh, safely and uh, efficiently as well. So give them a call. 316-6196 is the phone number. Book them now. It'll book up fast. Summer's here. Y'all know that. School's about to start, so people are moving around, moving and grooving. Black Tie wants to take the chore, moving your things out of your hands and make it that much easier for you. Black Tie moving, changing, moving in the city of Memphis. Employment law is real. Y'all need to know that. So if you feel like your employer isn't compensating you properly or maybe you're experiencing what you believe to be discrimination in your workplace, Never easy, never fun, but there could be help. Grind City Law is here for you. Give them a call for a free consultation, 901-756-5997. They can help you decide with a free consultation whether or not you actually have a case. And clarity and guidance is what they're going to specialize in. Again, it's one thing to feel like you've been discriminated against. It's another thing to have a case. They're the ones that are going to tell you if you do and you don't have anything to worry about. You're going to get a free consultation. Uh, everything you talked about with Robert Robin Russ going to be between you and Robert Robin Russ. 901-756-5997. Again, they'll make you feel comfortable. You just need to make the call, take the first step. Again, they'll tell you not whether or not you've got a case. Put your mind at ease. Get that number, 901-756-5997, or visit them at grindcitylaw.com. Uh, we had a preseason game last night, as you know, Jason. And uh, you know what? What I what I the, I wish the way it worked, and I know they they do the standalone thing, and you know they, they'll have the Hall of Fame festivities obviously this weekend, which I I understand. I just kind of wish like we had more, you know. Like of that course is the, you do. That's just what it, you, you get that first taste, and you just you want more. Mm-hmm. Now, why the hell was Josh Jacobs playing? That's an interesting question. Like, 
I mean, if you're, it's the preseason. Not none of your other starters are playing. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a solid question. I wouldn't have played him, but again, let's not act like he's not expendable either. He's not some star running back that you worry about hurting. There was a time where Which y'all still have Kenyon Drake too. Yeah, we paid him, you know, fifty million dollars. Maybe Josh McDaniels is like Josh Jacobs. You got to show me. It could be. You know, maybe he's trying to set a tone with Josh Jacobs. And you know, when it comes to yeah, to me, you're gonna have to prove it. I'm not just giving you the starting running back spot because you're not, you know, you're not Dalvin Cook, you're not John Taylor. Mm-hmm. I'll be it though. Again. A respected back in this league who, frankly, you know, going to play through injury a lot of times. You need three yards, he probably get you three. Mm-hmm. You need four yards, he probably going to get you three. That's Josh Jacobs. That's Josh Jacobs. And he'll, and he'll leave the game at some point with a yeah, mysterious injury. But he'll try to fight through it. He will. He'll try to fight through it. Um, He's not marquee. So I'm not too worried. Right, about right. So that's the NFL piece. Want more? And then, uh, by the way, uh, this is a reminder for the weekend as we go into another weekend. Kevin Durant has still not been traded. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew that. Remember when that like broke and all of y'all, you know, got excited? All of y'all were candy assing around here, you know. Not me. Grizzlies. Not me. All that they can't even find a single trade partner because they want the the moon they want the world and the moon what? now after the Gobert trade well, the Gobert trade messed him up so do you anticipate now at this point right because ESPN did some offseason grades right do you anticipate that um, they'll have to come back to the table and they'll reconcile oh yeah that, that we're gonna see the Nets as they you know right were at one point uh, uh, put together to be which was Kyrie Durant. Ben Simmons. I think I think we're we're going to see it. Kevin Durant. This is what I'd ask you. Kevin Durant blew it. Why wait until you, right? They 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 figure out the Kyrie thing, and before you announce this, announce that you want to be traded beforehand. The timing of his trade request was very poor. It put them behind the eight ball. And again, you have the Gobert deal come out, and then okay with everything that minute that 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 Utah that Minnesota gave up to get him from Utah. Well, now the Nets say we got to get half team. We got to get. We got to get. You know, we we got to basically have a full team for Kevin Durant. Yep. It, his trade request and the timing of it helped put him in the position that he's in. That he's still stuck there mm-hmm. because again, you do it earlier. You know, if you're so fed up with Kyrie, well, you could announce the trade request much earlier, and then you're maybe you're out ahead of the Minnesota Utah trade, and you're not still sitting there in Brooklyn. That said. They're going to find a way to make that work. I mean, at least going to run it back, right. and not just to run it back where it looks like the Lakers last season. I think they can run it back with that team. You still got Joe Harris, dude. They still got pieces. Yep. They can run it back and maybe be a true contender in the East rather than, what were they last year, a seven seed? Most of because Kevin Durant missed so much time. Right. They, they can run it back and be a true contender. That's not such a bad alternative. So look, you're on you're on contract for four more years. Yep. Just, just go back to Brooklyn and play ball because you kind of – you kind of played yourself That's with true. when you played the trade request card. Yeah, I mean, and like we always we we always have these conversations, right, on stars, you know, and and on trades, and very rarely, and this is just another prime example, you know, especially, um, you know, in the NBA when when you have salaries to match and you know all of that, like you're just never going to feel like, and this was true of the Mark trade when the Grizzlies traded Mark, right? You're never going to feel like you got the adequate return for the guy that you're sending away. And that's why the Nets are where they are because, look, Kevin Durant's one of the greatest players of this generation. He's one of the greatest scorers ever. But <clears throat> what's enough for that? What's enough, you know? I mean, the Grizzlies would not package Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, you know, in firsts. They, they would not do that, even though, like, that's probably fair. That's a fair trade. You know, in terms of what you're getting versus what you're sending away, but you have age to consider. You know, it's it's like Windhorse said. The other thing that's working against Durant right now is that he's 34 years old. He's got four years left. Correct. I mean, that's and has an injury history. Right. I mean, that's not that's not a positive. Well, that's part of the reason why he's still where he is. If he had these teams have been hesitant to offer. If he had like two years left, he probably would have been traded already. You know. That way you're not liable. You, you know, get out the, from under it. Right. You know. That's exactly you're right. Not, you're not stuck for four. And the Nets know. The Nets would not have – their asking price would not have been as high. Because right now they're coming at it like, dude, you're going to you have, have – control. So you for four years right. you're going to have that. Right. You know? So I think that's kind of where they're coming at it from. And, yeah, I mean, my, my sense is now that we're into uh, August. I mean, I know, you know, there's still a little bit of time between now it's and the pretty season Pretty much start. their last month off, though, before they right. get back at it. That's right. I mean, preseason everything is going to start in mm-hmm. September. Um, I just fully expect them to, you know, try to figure it out, you know. And I think, 
I think Kevin Durant's a smart enough guy, right, where he gets that. You know, like he's pretty aware. Like he knows. Like he's a, he's, he's a he very – He knows he messed up with that trade request and he's pretty much stuck. Yeah. So you're going to make it work. Yeah. You, and and you got some pieces to make it work pretty good. And it's, and it's, and it's a little awkward, you know. It's a little awkward to request a trade okay. and kind of like come back. But we all know why. Because like the Nets just – the Nets – and again, he's a business guy. He has businesses he runs. He understands, yeah. you know. So – Anyway, that's uh, I, I kind of found that interesting. Hey, he's still on the Nets roster. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks to Seth Henderson for joining us on the show. Thanks to Mark Herzlick for hopping on as well. Gina and Jeffrey up next on Mesa for you. I'm John. We're gone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.